Good morning, afternoon, or evening to everyone. My name is CJ. And my name is Ren. And you are listening to Gamers Podcast. So, in today's podcast, we are going to be tackling a simple topic. And that is basics in game development. Of course, this podcast will be addressing the programming part of game development. Naturally, we're not the programming podcast. We're the Gamers Podcast. Okay, so we both know games, right? Yeah. What kind of games do you like, ZJ? Hmm, probably MMOs and RPGs, and a little bit of both. I played them since childhood. And you? The games I play are MOBA, such as Mobile Legends or mostly known as ML. Gotcha. So I see we all have different interests when it comes to games, but we still have interest in games in general regardless, am I right? That is right. Here in Gamers Podcast, every game is cool. No exceptions. Even the weird ones are fine. Sometimes. Weird ones. Let's not talk about that here. Might be a bit inappropriate. Yeah, let's not. Moving on, the first topic we're gonna be talking about is what is game development? So CJ, what do you think is game development for you? Game development is, well, obviously the development of games. The process of creating a game. And if you listeners thought that making a game is as easy as playing one, you're wrong. Very wrong. Take it from me. I have attempted to create a game at one point in my childhood. Attempted? So, it didn't succeed? Nope. Well, I certainly enjoyed the process of making it. But from my perspective now, as an adult, it was a disaster. A fun disaster. It's one of the joys of being a kid. Being able to experiment things. And by experimenting, you're able to figure out what you like to do and enjoy to do. At least that's how mine was. How about you, Ren? Well, when I was young, I liked playing sports such as volleyball and basketball. But when I learned how to use gadgets, I got fascinated to it, and learning more about gadgets and technologies became my passion. I enjoyed playing online games, specifically Mobile Legends. So I pursued a course related with gadgets or technologies, which is information technology. That's fascinating. It's really apparent that most of us got here because of our childhood passions. I'm impressed by your childhood story and your motivation because, yeah, seriously, when we talk about technology, so many things come to mind. But once you master it perfectly, it can work wonders in many ways. Don't you agree then? Yeah, of course. And not only that, you can also improve your critical thinking and analytical skills in the process. I 100% agree with you, man. So, while on that topic, if you're given an opportunity to create your own game, what would it be? Would it be something unique out of all the games that we have now? Well, I would want to create a horror game with multiplayer that I can play with friends. It's not entirely original. 
But I think the idea is fun. You know how multiplayer games nowadays are all the rage because of the pandemic? Yeah, it will definitely sell. Oh, I, I mean, wow. I can see that you've done a lot of research and effort to have that much idea. And we in the Gamers Podcast will be looking forward to your accomplishment of your game. Maybe one day, you'll also be able to play it. Thank you, man. Look forward to it then. Before we get too into this conversation, let's move on to our next topic, which is... What what are the things to consider consider in game game development? This is definitely a great topic to discuss. There are many ways to go about this, but we'll only tap on the basics. When, if you will... The first thing to consider will probably be the story. Many successful games have a story that immerses the players into the world they are getting into. An example of these kinds of games would be what we call CJ's favorite game, Genshin Impact. You sure like those anime girls, don't you? Hey, it's not about the anime girls. It's about the story. The anime girls are just a bonus. Although, I really like the anime girls in that game. But anyway, yeah. In games, story is important. But you have to keep in mind to find a balance between story and gameplay. If you pay too much attention to the story, the little attention only to the gameplay, that might as well be a visual novel, which is, by the way, another genre of a game, which focuses mainly on the story and less on the gameplay. So if you think the game you want to create has a good story, but you can't seem to figure out how to incorporate that with actual gameplay, might as well consider making visual novels. It actually sells. On the other hand, there are games that has little to no story at all, like that old game called Flappy Bird. Remember that? Yeah, I remember that game. It got taken off the App Store. A very iconic game, not gonna lie. My high score was only two digits, but I was already proud of it. It's a very difficult game, but it's quite a time killer. I played it even when I was getting treated in the hospital. Yeah, so basically, with games like those, they focus solely on the gameplay and keeps players invested into the game by the mechanics and the systems in it. So, the next thing to consider would be the characters. If a game has iconic characters, it's bound to stay in the internet for a very long time, like legit. It's basically the same with story writing. Your characters need to have personality. If they're just plain and basic, they won't really strike anyone as an iconic and will give you game a boost in popularity. A game character that is memorable and iconic really do boost a game's popularity. But what if a game has no characters? Like, I don't know, puzzle games? An interesting question. Puzzle games don't really require a story, but you could add story to it. Although, I don't think it really changes anything. Because when you're playing a puzzle game, you play it for the puzzle aspect and thus, you're playing it more for the game mechanics than the characters or the story. Say for example, you know this famous puzzle game called Wordscape? Yes, I have heard of it. It's the game where you form words using patterns and you have limited choices, right? That's right. To this day, that game is still thriving. And that particular game has no characters. At all. At least from what I remember, I haven't played that game in a while. My dad probably still plays it though. 
He likes those kinds of games. A really effective time killer. Speaking of time killers, games are often treated as time killers, aren't they? That's because a majority of games are, especially now when mobile gaming has peaked. While outside, there are chances for you to have to wait something out, like for example, an appointment. And then you will have nothing to do, so you whip out your phone and play some random games that usually fall into time killers, because as the name suggests, they kill time. Not literally, but they really do make time go faster, since as you enjoy the game, you usually don't realize how fast time go. Time is very weird nowadays. I agree with that notion. Anyway, I think you're forgetting something, ZJ. What am I forgetting? The next segment? Oh, that's right. So, uh, the next thing to consider during game development would be the visuals. Wait, this isn't in the script. The next one is audio. Don't worry about it. I'll explain it after visuals. So, in visuals, it's very important. If your game is visually pleasing, it's bound to attract people. Visuals vary from the game icon, the UI or the user interface, the character models, the map, and much more. This aspect of game development is probably just as difficult as the programming part, because getting an aesthetically pleasing game is already difficult enough in today's standards. Back then, you could just submit an 8-bit game on the internet and it would gain popularity. But nowadays, you'd have to go through a very complicated process, such as getting registered as an official indie developer. But we won't be getting onto those topics because this is just the basics for now. How about the game's audio? Alright, then the audio of a game would be another pretty important aspect of game development. You would have to add sound effects to things such as breaking, punching, clicking, and many more. And to add to that, pick a background music that would fit the theme of your game, the location of the game if it's an open world, or boss music. That's basically it. I'm not really an expert when it's come to this aspect of the game, so now you know why I tried desperately to skip it. So that's why. Anyway, the next thing to consider in game development are the levels. So ZJ, why do you think levels are important to consider in game development? Well. Levels give you a sense of accomplishment that motivates you to finish a game. Levels in games usually go from easiest to extremely difficult. I like those kinds of games, but they can be infuriating. And then there are games that are classified as endless games where you just rack up a high score and survive in a game where you dodge obstacles, destroy monsters, just survive I guess. A good example of endless games would be games like Flappy Bird. Hey, we talked about that game earlier. I know, right? Insane. But there's also Jetpack Joyride and Temple Run. Classics. I wonder what happened to those games. I'm sure they're doing fine. At least I know Jetpack Joyride is. They just had their 10th anniversary. Isn't that cool? Very cool. Speaking of anniversaries, do you think anniversaries are important in game development as well? When you're just starting out, it's not. But if your game is an online game, you'd have to consider doing anniversary events. You'd have to reward the players that played your game accordingly. A very bad example of anniversary 
with Genshin Impact's first anniversary. It was a disaster. What happened there? Well, in the first anniversary, they gave us just a tenpool. That's it. A tenpool? Those are equivalent to 10 chances to get characters and weapons, right? That's right. And Genshin Impact's gacha system is very sad. Most of the time, you won't get anything worth it. At least there's a pity system, but it will take anyone months to reach it normally. Not cool. So, what did the player say about it? Well, it was met with backlash, and thanks to that, we were given a free glider skin and then 10 more pulls. Still bad gifts, but at that point, it couldn't be undone. Moving on to our next segment, is developing a game worth it? My answer to that is, it depends. Meaning? Well, developing a game requires a lot, and I mean a lot of investment, whether it be time, investment, money, or your mental state. Sounds intense, but I can see why. Games aren't easy to make, which is why most games take years to develop, right? That's right. Not to mention the money you would have to invest into the electricity while developing the game, the amount of time it will take, and the amount of studying you would have to do. It's not easy, but at the end of the rainbow would be the pot of gold, an old Irish saying. If you do game development right, it will definitely be worth it. Interesting. So listeners, before you decide to continue with game development, Consider a few things that CJ mentioned. Time, money, and studying. It's not easy to make games. We've already mentioned it so many times, but we'll continue to do so. So, for the next segment of this podcast, we will be discussing... What, what are, are the, the kinds of, of games, games I can consider to make? make? I already answered these questions earlier. My answer was a multiplayer horror game, right? It's not a bad choice for a game. Children. We will discuss all game genres in this segment, so wait for your turn, yeah? Sorry, not sorry. Anyway, the first game you could consider making would be an adventure game. On the top of your head, what adventure game do you think is really successful today? Minecraft? That's right. Open world games typically let you explore and adventure in their world. There are games such as in Minecraft where you can really explore for a very long time and still find something new. But not all adventure games has to be open world, right? Yep. There are games that offer adventure through their levels, which we have discussed in the previous segment. And as you progress in each level, the difficulty to clear these levels goes even higher. So if you think you're up for it, you could make an adventure game that is either open world or level based. Whichever you want to make, we will be rooting for you. Yep, in Gamers Podcast, we encourage aspiring game developers to build the game you want. We're only here to help you do just that. So, on to the next game genre. We have Battle Royale. A very common example of this genre would be Fortnite and Apex Legends. Now, if you have seen the Hunger Games, you may be familiar with the concept of Battle Royales. In short, a Battle Royale is a solo or duo competitive multiplayer game where multiple players are sent into an arena where they gather weapons to kill each other. The last person alive wins. 
That's the gist of this game genre. From what I know, Battle Royale games are one of, if not the most played genre of games nowadays. So if you're up for the challenge, try to make one. See if it's up to date standards in Battle Royale games. Now, on to the next game genre, Bullet Hell. Yikes, Bullet Hell sounds annoying. That's because it is. Bullet Hell games are basically games that rely on shooting weapons and dodging the enemy's fire as well. It may seem simple, but I assure you gameplay-wise, it's literally Bullet Hell. Oftentimes, your time frame to dodge is very little and requires really precise movement to dodge them correctly. If you're into making games like this, might as well try. An example of this kind of game is Undertale. In Undertale, you dodge the monster's attacks and then you have the option to spare the monster and dodge or keep attacking and dodging the enemy's attacks. Yep, bullet hell indeed. That really does sounds like literal hell. Moving on to our next game genre, casual games. Casual games are games that offer quick entry into gameplay through minimal mechanics. Meaning, you can play the game just casually without having to fiddle around, figuring out how to play the game. Most mobile games have this game genre because they sell. Indeed they do. An example of casual games are games like Cookie Clicker. In this game, you just click the cookie. Simple, right? That's how casual games are. But in this game, you usually keep clicking on the cookie to earn money to purchase a bunch of upgrades. If it was just a simple game of clicking and no goals, it would be a boring game. If your game gives no goals for your players, it will tend to be boring, and the players will play less and make them uninstall the game. One of the challenges of being a game developer is to figure out a way to keep players playing their game. What kind of goals do you think a game developer has to set for the players to keep playing the game, CJ? Hmm, stuff like upgrades, aesthetic upgrade to your character, house, or whatever you own, and other stuff. You should also keep in mind how long it will take for a player to reach these goals. If you set players to obtain them too fast, it will get boring real fast. If you make them obtain it too slow, players would have to spend too much time on it and they might get burned out because of how much grinding they have to do to reach this goal or upgrade. I see. Setting goals in games really seem to be really important, huh? Moving on to our next game genre, Cooperative. In Cooperative, it's a multiplayer game genre where you have a multitude of players cooperate with each other rather than making them fight against each other. We have a shortage of these kinds of games nowadays. A good example of this game genre is Portal. In that game, you and your friend will cooperate to get through each rooms to figure out a way to get out using portals and the portal gun. It's a pretty fun game. At this point, every game can be fun, as long as you have the right mindset of course. Yep. Now, for the next game genre to explore, we have is fantasy. In fantasy games, anything is possible. Magic, swords, medieval kingdoms, and more. It's one of my favorite game genres along with MMOs and RPGs, which we will explore later on. Fantasy games are a really good choice since they're basically limitless with what you can do with them. What can you say about the fantasy genre, Ren? 
They're really good. They provide limitless possibilities and really a good way to dump your imagination into. You aren't restrained by logic, a fine choice for every aspiring game developer. It's often paired with the RPG and MMO genre as well. Speaking of RPG, our next game genre will be role-playing games. As the name suggests, they are games for playing roles in the game. Say for example, you want to be an adventurer that slays monsters for money and will eventually fight the demon lord to save the world. Those kinds of settings are what gives rise to RPG fantasy. It's also my favorite game genre so we'll be talking more about this genre in detail. On top of RPGs, we also have MMOs which is short for massively multiplayer online games. Pair that with RPG fantasy, you have massively multiplayer online role-playing fantasy game. My favorite game genre combo. Unfortunately, nowadays, there aren't many good games of this genre. The genre just died down because of other rising genres, such as the battle royale and the MOBA genre. Speaking of the MOBA genre, that is our next game genre to explore. MOBA is short for Multiplayer Online Battle Arena. They are referred to games that are in real time and require strategizing. You usually fight in teams, destroying towers, fighting other players using skills and ults, and then ultimately destroying the enemy team's base, which results in your victory. It's my type of game to play. Yeah, I remember you mentioned it earlier. You play Mobile Legends, right? That's right! Mobile Legends is a fine example for a MOBA. However, Mobile Legends isn't the first of the genre. The very first discovered game of this genre was back during Warcraft 3 days. You know Dota, right? Yep, I used to play that a lot during my childhood. It's about Dota 2 now, which is still played by a lot of people. Exactly! This genre is still new, but it's providing to be an effective game genre. Our next game genre to explore would be fighting games. MOBA also has this game genre in them, but when referring to fighting games, you usually talk about games like Tekken and Street Fighter, where you beat your enemy using combos and moves with the controller or keyboard, whichever you're using to play. It's a classic masterpiece of a game genre, and it's definitely still played to this day. I remember, those kind of games used to originate in arcade cabinets, right? That's right. Arcade cabinets are a classic. The next game genre to talk about would be puzzle games. An example of this would be games like Cut the Rope or as we mentioned in the last segment, Wordscape. Puzzle games typically don't require characters and focus solely on the mechanics. So if you have good mechanics and puzzle making skills, maybe consider making puzzles. They make for good time killers. Now, here's the finale of this segment. The last game genre to explore is the horror genre. I mentioned before that I wanted to make a multiplayer horror game. An example of this game genre will be Left 4 Dead and Dead by Daylight. In this type of games, you typically try to survive against monsters and you start with weapons that have limited uses such as guns or fragile weapons. If you get scared, hiding is only an option temporarily. If you keep hiding, you're definitely going to die. This is why the best option in these types of games are to try to escape. And with that comes the final segment of the Gamers Podcast, which is... 
What is your favorite game genre and why? I will go first. My favorite game genre would be MOBA and MMORPGs. Just like you said earlier, I like how limitless these types of games can be. And it's just fun to beat people up using magic and stuff, you know? Yikes. As for me, it's MMORPGs and gacha. I haven't mentioned gacha games in the segment earlier, but they're basically games that require luck to obtain characters, weapons, or upgrades you want. Luck-based. As for MMORPGs, I just like the idea of exploring with other people, slaying monsters, getting rewarded for it, and such. I feel you. Being rewarded for your efforts is always a good feeling, which is why we mentioned previously, having a proper goal in your game is a must, so the players can feel rewarded the longer they play the game. That's right. Oh, before we forget, we will also ask another person from the other side this same question. Hello. Welcome to Gamers Podcast. So, would the quick interview be good with you? Sure. So, first of all, what's your name? My name is Carlos DJ Santiago, and it's a pleasure to be here with you guys right now. That's great. So, on to the questioning. What is your favorite game genre? My favorite game genre would have to be MOBA. And my favorite game is Dota because it's, it's fun to play with friends and I know a lot of tactics and also I love playing online games. It's very interesting to see what other people think about games. You see, this is one of the satisfactions you can get from being a game developer. Seeing other people enjoy your game is such a delight and it's very worth it especially if you put effort into it. That's right. And with that folks... We are here in the end of this podcast. It has been a wild ride. And with that, our podcast comes to a conclusion. I feel tired. This podcast didn't hit the 35 to 40 minutes mark, but I believe it's good enough to please the listeners. I hope. Let's hope you learned something new, listeners. Until next time, on Gamers Podcast. Salute.